Um, I'm just going to I'm going to give you three things to remember. And again, reverting back to history, in 1993, the Republicans won the Virginia governor's race, the New Jersey governor's race, and a special election in Kentucky for a seat that we hadn't held in 100 years. In 2009, the Republicans won the Virginia governor's race, the New Jersey governor's race, and a seat at the, uh, in the uh, Massachusetts Senate that we haven't held in I don't know how long. I don't think there's any similarities here. The generic ballot in 1994, 46.5 Republican, 42.4 Democrat. Identical to what it is today. And the presidential approval rating just went down eight points from last month for President Obama, 42% approval, 58 disapproved, the same as Bill Clinton in 1994. So just a couple of things to remember. Also, there was a, a news report this morning, uh, George Stephanopoulos stated that there may be fewer women in Congress. I'm not sure where that came from, but I think we're all confident in this room that there will be more Republican women in, in, in Congress this year, given the number of women that are running in the Senate, Republicans, and obviously in the House. We've got five very, very good candidates running for the U.S. Senate, which is almost a record, ties 92. And with regards to um, the House, we've got presently, we had almost 70, actually 109 women running. We have probably 18 to 24 competitive women running today. And some of those people are going to get elected. So with no further ado, I know that everyone is short on time, let me make some quick introductions uh, to our, of our panel, and I'll ask them to, uh, we'll, we'll have everybody speak and then take questions at the end. And this is kind of a hard thing. Jim, uh, of course, always being meticulous, gave me notes on everybody. The problem is, is that I know all of you all too well. So I've modified a little bit. But <laughs> certainly our, our, first, uh, our first panelist needs no introduction, and that's uh, uh, Congresswoman Shelley Moore Capital. Uh, Shelley is the first woman elected to uh, Congress in West Virginia in 2001, serves on the Financial Services Committee, comes from a family of politicians. I worked to help her dad, I won't say what year, if it, for governor, uh, which goes way back. Um, she has been and seen all kinds of politics, has been in leadership, but I think probably one of the proudest things for Shelly, and I think a little bit for myself, is her daughter is following in her footsteps and has become a real political operative. And I'm happy to say that she worked for us at the Republican National Convention last year. Uh, next is Susan Molinari. Um, I'm not going to say too much there because I know too much, but Susan <laughs> is one of my dearest, dearest friends. Um, and has done just a terrific job with helping women throughout the years. She also served in Republican leadership, served as the first woman to speak, uh, as the keynote speaker at a national convention, and uh, just recently uh, has been very, very successful in one-minute mentoring to help young, young women, pull a lot of us together to do that, but always helping women, always trying to promote women. And of course, Deborah Price, uh, former congressman from uh, Congresswoman from Ohio, elected in 1992. You know, we were talking about Louise Slaughter. Well, if there was somebody that was able to spin and twirl uh, Louise Slaughter, it was certainly Deborah Price, <laughs> who served on the Powerful Rules Committee. I think had a little bit of fun with it. Also, uh, Deborah is head of VUPAC. Value in Electing Women. If you haven't given, please do. Um, it's a wonderful pack. We've given out nearly $100,000 to just women candidates this year. This is the first year we'll spend every penny because there are that many women that we have. Uh, Deborah is um, back in Ohio, but coming back and forth here and is currently Senior Policy Advisor for SZD Whiteboard. And Tori Clark, last but certainly not least, Tori and I go way, way back. She started as a photographer, then went to work for Vice President then George H.W. Bush 
I met Tory in Topeka, Kansas. We were sent to work on a congressional election, which was doomed. And probably <laughs> our claim to fame is we worked uh, probably 7:24 or 24/7, and literally our only night out was Friday when we got to go to the Miami Tavern in Topeka, Kansas. Picture this, and they served three two beer and they had a pool table. That's all I'll say. Um, <laughs> she was assistant secretary uh, at the Department of Defense for Don Rumsfeld. Kept him out of trouble. Is an author and a great mom. With that, I'll have the panelists come up. Come up, and then uh, if we could start with Shelley. I know you have to. To leave, but we'd love to hear hear from you first. Thank you very much, Maria, and thank you for everything you've done for everyone in this room and many people far and wide. Uh, she is a great uh, a great leader, and she's a lot of fun. And unfortunately, like every member of Congress, guess what? I have to leave like in four minutes. So <laughs> you're going to get the brief version of uh, of my thoughts on women and Republican women. Uh, my personal story, very quickly, my father was a six-term member of Congress, three-term governor from the state of West Virginia. I went to every parade, listened to speeches. Uh, I didn't have a choice. You know, now we give our kids a choice. You want to go to the parade, honey? No. It was like, get in the car. And it's so true. And uh, believe it or not, when he was in Congress for for eight years, we started school in West Virginia from September to December, and then we packed the entire family and went to school in Washington, D.C. from January till June. Imagine doing that to your kids. Yeah, it was great. We're like, okay, time to move again. We got the mouse in the back seat and the whole thing. You know, my brother had a pet mouse. Anyway, um, so we, you know, I come by this naturally, and it gave me two really good things. It gave me appreciation for the impact that you could have on people. Not in a larger sense, but in a smaller sense. Uh, my dad would walk into a room, still does to this day. Thank you for helping uh, with my dad who's a vet. Thank you for uh, you know helping pave my road. Thank you for uh, appointing my son or a daughter to the military academy. All these small things just add up to become big things. And that made a great impression on me. And I think that was probably one of the driving factors that I um, put myself out there. The other thing I gained by having, a, and, and Susan may have the same kind of, um, issue too is uh, being raised in a political family um, I developed a very thick skin pretty quickly uh, I could see uh, the attacks on my dad and, and our family I could see how unreasonable they might be in a lot of sense but I could also see his ability to just sort of slough them off I'm sure he didn't in the in the tiny hours of the night as he was talking to my mother as I might with my husband but in uh, the public face of it was, you know, I'm just going to fight through this because it's important what I'm doing. And I think women have a hard time with that in some sense, is developing that thick skin of just saying, you know, you know, toughen the kids up, they're just going to have to hear it, and uh, because it's important what we're doing and move forward. And so I'm very grateful to have had that. I don't want to think, I don't want you to think callous and it doesn't hurt, it always hurts. But you have to, you know, look at the greater good or the greater goal and, and, and try to keep moving forward. And I, I was able to get that. The one thing that I think uh, Republican women can be especially uh, good at, and I think we need to find our niche at best, and I think it's something that the American people are really crying for, is somebody that's actually going to listen to them. I think women candidates in general have uh, an advantage because I think women are, I believe, perceived to be better listeners we, uh, and, and hear more what people are saying. Now, if you look at what you're doing, who am I listening to? Well, I, made a, I just made it quick. I'm listening to my family. I'm listening to my friends. I'm listening to my staff sometimes. I'm, um, I'm listening to my committee hearings and the people that are uh, uh, um, 
talking, I'm listening to my constituents. Uh, and I've written this down. Like, it's listening to our leaders. I just heard our leader. And then just kind of random folks, the uh, old, what I call the Kroger, um, uh, the Kroger uh, uh, consensus. You know, if I, if I, if I want to go to Kroger and spend 15 minutes, I don't go. I send Charlie. That's my husband. If I want to go to Kroger and get three items and spend 45 minutes, I go. Because I get stopped at the grits, I get stopped at the, you know, ham, at the this, the that. And everybody's telling you what they think. And uh, it really is a good slice of life because everybody has to go to the grocery store. And so think of all the people that we listen to. And if we're good listeners, then I think we can reflect back what people want and how people are feeling. And so I think that there's not enough listening in Washington. We certainly can bloviate, talk, and yell and scream and talk over one another. And I think, unfortunately, the 24-hour news cycle encourages that kind of not listening. I, I don't go on the <coughs> big shows very often, but I was on CNBC the other day. This guy kept interrupting me. It wasn't even another panelist. It was the interviewer. And all these emails I got back was, can that guy learn how to be polite? Or, you know, it was just, but that's the way it is. And uh, for some reason, it's considered to be a good skill if you can just push and prod before somebody can complete answering the question. And so I think listening is something um, that we need. The whole thing is um, have fun. I think that's going to be a thread you're going to see with all of us that we all have a good sense of humor. We can laugh not only at things that happen, but we can laugh at ourselves. At the end of the day, it's important work, but you know, if you don't have a sense of humor about yourself, about your staff, about your life, and, uh, and it, it, it laced with an optimism about the country, uh, then, then this job and this, um, this city can beat you down and can uh, take you to the point where you, not to say I haven't had these moments where I put my head down on, uh, put my head on the pillow at night and say to myself, you know what, I'm a nice person. Why am I doing this? <laughs> I could be a better golfer, a better tennis player, a better wife, a better mother, and I am a brand new grandmother, a better grandmother if I didn't have this just consuming my life. And uh, so I, I realize the importance of what we do, but I also realize at the end of the day, oh, then I'll say to myself, well, that's their opinion, too bad. I'm just gonna move on with it. And so I appreciate what you all do to keep us moving, to move us in the right direction. We do need to get more women. It's a constant challenge, a constant question. And I don't think any of us really know why. Uh, but it's not something that you take on on a whim say, gee, I think I'll run for Congress or City Council or anything. It's something you have to believe and feel in your heart and your gut. And if you stay true to yourself, you can be very successful. And uh, just keep pushing forward. And my first support uh, team, as I made my very first announcement, was not only the folks I mentioned, my family, of course, extremely important, but were all my friends that sat on the bleachers. I called them my bleacher buddies. They sat on the bleachers with me. And when I cheered the soccer games and the baseball games and the volleyball games with all my kids, when I, when I turned to them and said, I'm going to try to do this, but I need your help, they were all right there for me. And so it was the strong network of women, uh, friends, leaders, and, and uh, very prominent uh, in the community, some of them very, very uh, helpful in helping me raise money and the other things you need, but it was that strong base of friendship from my from my friends, I hope they're still my friends. My husband jokes, he goes, yeah, they see you coming, they're going, no, I'm not giving you any more money. Um, but anyway, thank you all very much. Sorry to rush and talk so fast, but it's been a pleasure to be